You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast that explores the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. Like and follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC to get up to date on new episodes, upcoming episodes, and that next three Jokers giveaway. What what? You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan, Lauer spelled like lower. Also, please rate and review the Batman Book Club on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description of this episode. The Batman Book Club is also a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Now, today, I'm bringing back a familiar face, although you can't see it, but you know his voice. He's from the Let's Go comic show. He's a gotta go. His name is Justin Kowalski. Hello, Justin. Hey! I was like, no one one can see my face. (laughs) No one can see my face. No one can see my face. My book face. Maybe maybe they can find your face. You can find his face online. His, yeah, his, uh, you can search face, me. It's on the interwebs face. everywhere. <laughs> if you're that, yeah. Curious. How you, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing quite well this morning. It's a it's a nice Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, if that pulls the curtain back a little bit for people. It's Friday, and yeah. you know, finish Fridays my, just finish have just they have a feeling about them. Oh, they do. You kind of wake up excited uh, for Fridays. Like I work from home right now. And for the rest of the year, but even when I was actually going to back when days were normal and I was going <laughs> to work, you just wake up Fridays and are just like energized. Like, yeah, it's Friday. Fridays are good. They are lovely. Yeah. Now, so you're good. kind of a uh, a Batman book club VIP right now. Oh my! You've been gosh. on before. You've been on recently for yeah. the Q and A episode. You're on now, and then you're coming up again pretty soon, which I haven't told anybody why shh, yet. Shh, don't yeah. Shh. You know, you're catching up with Garrett and Pete. On, oh uh, yeah, the most appearances on. I'm gonna get Red one of those. What's that? Have you, remember on Saturday Night Live? I don't know how big of an SNL guy you are, but like they would always do this big deal when you were like the number five club. Like the there five was timer, a, the five timer. Like <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks got a jacket, and they took him to like like Steve Martin's back there. They're like, hey, we're the five timers. So, oh um, man, I'm getting there. Yeah, getting I, my ring. I don't know who's gonna. <laughs> I'll do like a Podbean's been doing. And I'll give you an. I'll email you a badge. I want a special five card. Times. I want a special card where I can check out any book from the Batman library. Oh, oh my goodness. Little Batman library cards. Oh my gosh. And you can check it off every time I read a story and then I read it. Oh my gosh. And then, and then you send me like a poster or, or something. I don't know. This is getting, I have, this is getting I have expensive ideas. for me. We, we need to this talk about live. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're talking a little Grant Morrison and Eric Holzman, our bat bro, Eric Holzman. He he was the first one to bring Grant Morrison. No, that was actually Rob Myers way back in the yeah, day. I was gonna say was Rob. we're starting to get some starting to get some Grant Morrison now because there's some in the on the schedule for upcoming. And that dude, he's something special when it comes to Batman. Oh yeah, his stuff. Uh, his stuff ranges. But why don't you go ahead? Grant, it's already in the description of the episode what we're covering. Why don't you just act like nobody read that? Tell us what we're yeah. covering today. Yeah. So today we are covering. Uh, Probably some of my favorite parts of uh, Grant Morrison's run on Batman. Uh, I know he's a uh, he's divisive to a lot of people, but 
What I love about this is I don't feel like it was as down the rabbit hole of like, you know, acid trips as as far as like <laughs> Grant Morrison's like run went. Um, but this is the Batman 667 to 669. And it's kind of the kickoff of the whole black glove mystery that started going all the way to RIP. Uh, but what it is, it's, you know, I'm calling it the Club of Heroes. It's mm-hmm. a story where, uh, you know, Batman and Tim Drake Robin head off to a mysterious island to meet up with the Club of Heroes. You know, the bat, the international Batman, as you would. And um, I really loved this story. Uh, what, what, what I loved about it was kind of the... This is, this is kind of where Grant Morrison was digging into just everything in Batman Counts. Like, if it was a weird 1960 know, story where Batman hung out with other Batmans, that happened, you know. Uh, he, you know how he brought the Zurinar weirdness in there and, and just... Everything is on the table. And so what he did, he just kind of validated it and made it work in the Batman timeline. And so I really love this idea of Batman meeting up with these other, these other like bat themed heroes. Um, But my favorite part about it, um, and not that he has a huge part, but he's part of it was Robin was in it, Tim Drake Robin. And it, this was right after one year later where, um, you know, I was excited about the comics during that time is where they kind of moved everything up. You know, Robin was in his new red sweet gear, which I love. That's like my favorite Robin costume. Shout out to Rob Myers. Cause we talked about that on his show. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just like this idea of this adventure of Batman and Robin going on and this, this opening shot. And, you know, you always like to ask, what's like one of your favorite panels in the book. And I think that opening shot with Batman and Robin in the Batwing is one of my favorites is something great about a moment of Batman and Robin together. And they're having just kind of not a mundane conversation, but it's just like a, a conversation of them. Like, uh, you know, what were your options this weekend, Robin, you know, and, and Robin's like my shoulder hurts, you know, from the previous adventure. And do I do this or do I, you know, stay at home with Alfred making improvements and listening to the Beatles, you know, just like these little like character m- moments in the dialogue are great. And so there, and there's actually a lot of that in this story that, that I think populate uh, just kind of Batman's world and who he is. Cause this is Batman as the, the, the James Bond adventure that Morrison was trying to get out there. Like, Hey, this is a Batman. He said something one time, I think it was when he was writing justice league, but he said his version of Batman is like kind of super spy James Bond who flies bat planes and kisses beautiful women. That's who Batman is. And I think this is a good example of that Batman. And so anyways, love this story. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Batman Book Club. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, 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 no. No, that's good. That's all good. We will, we'll just get a little bit more specific. Like just quick backstory. It came out in, it came out monthly in 2007. It was kind of, it was deep a little bit into Morrison's, Morrison's Batman run. And I think as you've alluded to it then, I, maybe at this point is when he was already starting to tease of the long game, the long game. Like there are elements here that are going to be revisited later on. They're going to add up to something later on. But then as you look at the whole Grant Morrison run, as much, as much like did pop up in later aspects of his story, this is a, I feel a pretty contained three issue story. Yeah. It's not like, I, yes, in in uh, certain respects, 
It's like, oh, well, that's not fully solved. That was left a little open. But I do think that you could handle or hand this these three issues to somebody that hasn't read Morrison stuff. And they could be mostly satisfied with it. Agreed. So I think I, 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 I – go ahead. No, I, I agree. That's kind of like why I was like, these three are – these three kind of wrap up pretty nicely, I think with just enough of a like, Ooh, there's more, there's a little bit of curiosity at the end, but enough to, to satisfy you for the next part. In the placement in his run, I think is interesting though, in which I guess we'll get, let's get into the story and then we can talk about like post club of superheroes. So when do you, when did you first read this? Uh, I read it as it came out. Uh, So, I dipped out of the the monthlies for a little bit and then one year later came out and actually a friend who was working with me gave me I was like, Oh, here's have you read any of the new Batman stuff? Because, you know, he just he just knew I loved Batman. And I said, Oh man, I kinda dipped out a little bit, but uh I'm really interested in like what's going on with one year later and then they brought he brought me the first issue of one year later, like the, the first uh book. And so I was like, Okay, I'm in, you know, because it was just again, I loved the interaction with Batman and Tim Drake. And I was like, Ooh, this is what I've been missing. You know, I felt like they went, they went back to kind of that, that partnership. And so anyway, so I was, I was reading these books as they came out. I, I will tell you awesome. Batman 66 was weird though. I mean, six, six, six was a weird issue. So, yeah. Yeah. That was one month where I wasn't really happy, but I think I'd said way back. Oh my gosh, way back in episode four. That was recorded this year, but it feels like it was about four years ago that my parents had gone, went on a vacation and they were in an airport and they had a spinner rack. The airport had a spinner rack and on it was Batman 655 and then some other uh, single issues. And my mom just grabbed four of them. And then when she got back from her vacation, she's like, here, these were in the airport and I got you some comics. And 655 is the first issue of Morrison's run. That is what kicked my butt into gear of starting collecting the, at the time it was monthlies. So I was like, oh, this Grant Morrison, oh, the Arkham Asylum. And that was about at that point, all I was really oh, familiar wow. with Morrison was, oh, Gothic and then uh, Arkham Asylum. And so, yeah, I just stuck to, I was at the comic shop every single Wednesday getting every single issue of Morrison's Morrison's run. So I read this as it came out too. And I, I was telling you right before we started recording that I would, these issues are probably the it, Morrison's run are probably the most read single issues that I have in my, any of my long boxes, because before a new one came out, I went back and reread every single one. And I think it was because I was starting to feel like, I don't know what the hell's going on as, the, <laughs> as it went on later. Then I'm like, maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe I'm just missing something. But yeah, so that's the long backstory into, I read this, each issue, the day it came out, and I reread, I reread them a lot. Uh, I think partly because of, like we just said, they're so contained that I could just grab one and just, well, let's just read the Club of Superheroes quick. Let's just read that. So that was my first time reading it. That was wow. your first time reading it. Uh, yeah. Hooray! The we don't need to go through the setting really, other than it's just on an island where the Club yeah. of Heroes are going to reunite, and there is a murder. Murder, you Somebody's say. murdered. Yes, murdered. Why don't you just talk about these? I don't know. Just what are some of your like? What are some of your highlights? Yeah. Uh, again, I th- I, sorry, and I kind of, I kind of buried the leader already. I was like, I just love you know 
Batman and Robin hanging out together. Um, I love w- one of the things that I, I think I loved about this issue was the the cover with kind of the classic like again fifties artwork. Mm-hmm. There's some really interesting things that J.H. Williams is doing in this entire book. If you notice, and if you pay attention, Batman and Robin are painted. And so I'm like, what the heck are they saying? Like, are they saying, like, Batman and Robin are real? All this other stuff is fake? You know, I started to think more about it because of Morrison. Like, you know, everything that he's saying, like, is this part of, you know, the whole Dr. Hurt, like, mind game that's going on? You know, as you continue mm-hmm. on with this story, um, there's just all this, like... <laughs> there's all this like other stuff going on and you can think too much about it. Like I am. And it could, t- it could take you out of the story, but I'm like, you can't think too much when it's Morrison's writing. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything's like, yeah, yeah. He wanted you to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I really loved that aspect of, of Batman and Robin, like popping a little bit differently. It, it, and it wasn't, it's not jarring at all, but you're like, why? That's a choice. You know, why? Did so I just bragged. Choice? I just bragged about how many times I've read every single issue of Morrison's <laughs> run. I never put together that it's when Batman and Robin are on the page, they're painted. Yeah. Like that splitting it up that way and noticing that way. I just, I always saw of, Oh yeah. It goes from painted to more of like a more animated, I guess. I, I don't know the way that you standard illustration. Them. I would say yeah, yeah. It's a classic illustration. And I loved the painted and I just figured, oh, it takes so much longer to do every single panel painted. So maybe that's why you just jump back and forth and just for a stylistic choice. But no, there's more to it. I prefer the painted. I think the painted looks fantastic. And the way that Williams like utilizes the layouts, like I think the layouts are awesome and really fun, especially. Yeah. He's incredible at his layouts. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so weird to look at – so I think uh, – I don't know if it's one of his earlier stories, but it came before – he did a Legends of the Dark Knight, uh, Snow, oh, a yeah. Mr. Freeze story. And, man, to really go back between that art and then, like, art here, it's – if you're looking hard, you can see how it's the same the same artist. But otherwise, you, I think you could just go right through and think that they're two different, two different people. Well, with, uh, with J.H. Williams, he – he's very good at mimicking as well. And he's done that a lot. Like you can see, again, he does it in this book with, uh, the, the club of heroes, like flashback type of scenes. And especially in issue six sixty uh, eight, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just vintage is all get out, you know, his layouts are really great. And they're always really like a interesting part of the story. He did it a lot with, with Batwoman. If you get on that run, his layouts are incredible there where I first ran into this guy though. If you're ever wanting something a little weird, <laughs> There was a story, <laughs> there was a book called Chase, and it actually birthed out of Batman. I think there was a uh, Kelly Jones run earlier in the 90s. Um, she debuted there, and she was working for the DEO, the Department of Extranormal, um, whatever. I forget the other, the other, I don't know what the X, it's the DEO. That's all we need to know. The DEO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah, ever yeah. knows what things stand for. They just call yeah. them letters. That's it's, like, it's the DEO. But, um, it's a DEO. Worked on that book. And it was incredible. His art was like, I was like, oh man, I like this guy's art, you know? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it was, it it kind of touched on a lot of the weirdness of DC universe and she was investigating things. Anyways, all that being said, I really like his art. (laughs) And so, but I think there is times where he, he changes it up a bit. Um, I like his, I like his kind of straightforward style as well, but his paintings are good. You know, he painted a lot of the, I think he did some of the final crisis covers. So yeah, he's, he's definitely got 
uh, a nice style and he's versatile and uh, but his layouts are what kind of makes him kind of stand out above like the others. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, oh gosh, Tony Harris on Starman, like his layouts yeah. as well. They, they have a similar approach to creating, like telling the story through panels as well. So I also, so we've got the standard style, we've got the painted style, but then in 668 is when they introduce like the flashbacks. And they do yeah. the different the different coloring, which it doesn't. I guess it doesn't shake up his illustrations, but I mean, it's. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a whole new form as well. So we've got yeah. the current, the painted, and then yeah, these throwback uh, parts too, which are which I think are really cool. Oh yeah, there. It's again, it it it, it does what Morrison wants you to do. It's like, hey, he's validating these older like styles and stories. What I think is cool is he he takes this goofy idea of the club of heroes and then he makes it a little more dark. Like, Oh, there's like, there's even a line like, Hey, as kids, we thought everyone was a hero, but we're just people, you know? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you have like the current night back then was a squire and his dad was knight. And anyway, he, so he's seen the altercation between his dad and uh, wingman. And so, Oh, sorry, not wingman. Oh gosh, who was the guy who was attacking his? They're fighting. It was uh, the legion, the legionnaire, legionnaire. Yeah, yeah. So legionnaire. So they were kind of. Anyways, long story short, like I just his telling the story in like a spectacular way. I think. I think he's really mm-hmm. making you like he's giving you all the feelings with his art. I just love it, and I love it. And, and even like the title pages, like my favorite was "Now We Are Dead" from from you know 668 like how it's just it's just part it's i don't know it works with the panel the whole panel structure i love it i love it so good and and the coloring is amazing as well so so you're a fan i'm a fan is that what you're saying all right i'm a fan i couldn't you know i was trying to read between the lines (laughs) and yeah i don't know how i feel yet so you say the club of heroes. Let's talk about the club yes, of heroes because, yes. as trippy as Morrison's run can be, and I've gone back and forth. So, how long is let's see, fourteen years ago now is when his oh run kicked gosh. off. Yeah, Who and I go back and forth. Like, I, like at times I really like it. At times I'm frustrated with it. At other times I'm like, dude, I'm over Morrison's run. And then I dip back in and read elements of it, and I, I kind of go back and forth. But I, I've never, as the years have gone on, as the internet has expanded to include every single piece of information in the world and i started to further my knowledge on batman it is undisputed that morrison has such respect for the batman character because i don't know how long it was after i don't know how i don't remember i just know when i read the story for the first time i had no idea that this was touching on an old batman story Mm. on the batman of all nations and Detective Comics 215, which was released in January of 1955. I've never read that. Have you? Uh, I feel like I have actually in a, um, um, I think I actually read it through DC Universe, but I actually think I have it. My uncle used to give me these like giant sized Batman comics, um, like the stuff that he bought. And I think it was collected in one of those, like, because what they would do sometimes is like, oh, here's old Batman stories. And they would throw them into like a giant sized issue. So it was yeah. like they they would do these reprint books in the line, and so I actually think I have 
read it, but I couldn't tell you what the heck was going on in that story. Well, I mean, he did the same thing for the Batman of Zuranar, was in Batman 113 in 1958. So at the time that he was coming up in, with this story, like, to me, a little bit, it was almost like, where the hell was he finding these old issues? Like, now everything, you know, can buy it digitally, and they're releasing, they've released oh, yeah. so many trades of Batman collections and stuff like that. But at the time, as he's coming up with it, unless he just had them from growing up or something, but he did some deep pulls. Yeah. So I want to go back and read. I haven't looked to see if that's on DC Universe, yeah. either of those what, two issues. I, I, I believe it is, because I, I feel like I read it okay. on there. So cool. what what it, it would have been really great, though, if they actually included the Club of Heroes, the Detective 215 issue. That would have been cool if they would have put that in there, you know, because that cover is what, you know, that's what, you know, uh, Williams recreated. I think he recreated. I don't know if they just digitally put it in there, but it looks like he just kind of copied the artwork, you know, but mm-hmm. of that photo and stuff. So in this story, in this iteration, it was my first. I can't even list all of their names. Oh, of I what got we have. I got Go it. for it. Bam, have, sound off. We, from Australia, we have the Dark Ranger. FYI. And he's he's the one who's <laughs> talking he's he's the one who's talking about like, oh, I've upgraded all my stuff. You know, I I uh you know, I used to look like, you know, he, he has a little he has a derogatory term about himself. He said he's something about a fairy. He's I used to look like this, but now I look like this and I have all this armor. He's bragging about his jetpack. So we have him. Then we have Hot Mana jetpack. Yeah. Then we have Mana Bats and Red Robin. Not Red Robin, Red Raven. But, but AKA they keep calling him little Raven. He's like, no, I'm red Raven. So (laughs) yeah. So some of these guys have uh, a, a sidekick. Some of them don't. Then we have Mm -hmm. the more popular of the club of heroes. We have Knight and Squire who actually had their own little uh, mini series. So we have Knight and Squire and this iteration is uh, where Knight used to be the old Squire. And he, his dad was the one who was, who, who died earlier, you know, Based on. Now are they Beryl and Cyril? Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's their. I thought that was their uh, their real, real names. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beryl yeah. and Cyril. Beryl and Cyril, but they are from England. They are the the bats, the Batman of England, England. And then we have the Wingman. Uh, Wingman was the one who was really like he's he's all. I, I've been doing this whole motif be, at least a year before Batman ever showed up. You know, so he's <laughs> the one who's hating on Batman. He thinks Batman takes away from from his kind of like uh stature so he's definitely jealous of batman and kind of pissed off like because in the story batman like batman only showed up to our club of heroes meeting once and then took off like so he's the only one who's like upset about he that realized then, this was a joke from the beginning <laughs> yeah batman's like nah i gotta go you know and then uh but everyone else is like oh no but batman came so everyone else is like basking in this like bat glory and Wingman's not buying it, so it's kind of cool. So then we have El Gacho from Argentina, who yeah. Batman even said. Because Robin kind of makes a derogatory term about these guys. He's all, oh, these are all Batman wannabes. And Batman's all, El Gacho is actually a pretty, like, you know, well-respected crime fighter in Argentina. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, and I love El Gacho talking about all his villains. Like, the best the part, that's the part I love the most, is Morrison going deep on, like, their villains. Like, oh, El Sombrero, he provides death traps to everybody. And, you know, just, you know, just the different type of characters they they encounter and then we have uh legionary or legionnaire mm-hmm. or he was the i think he was the italian uh batman he was like a kind of a roman soldierish like motif but he was the one that was out of shape he was like yeah he he kind of he kind of gave up but he was still there for the spoils <laughs> so and then we had the musketeer from france and so i think that's oui, oui. The, 
Wee oui, wee. Oui, there we go. And that's and that is <laughs> that is the club of heroes, my friends. So I think like I'm kind of tied for who I really like Man of Bats and then later in Batman Incorporated they, they touch on Man of Bats and then El Gacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like well, El I was, Gacho. I was gonna I get there. I was gonna get there. Like this is this has precedent for the whole Morrison like story. So uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Batman Incorporated was as as weird as some of the parts I didn't love about it, I love that mm-hmm. Batman had his network of Batman. I didn't love that, like, oh, Bruce Wayne funds this. And I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, I know we're going on a tangent with that, but I think, like, yeah. it, it was kind of hit and miss, that front half, and then that second half became more of, like, a, a focused story. But that front half had, like, yeah. the, oh, he's going for this to meet this Batman in, I think it was in Japan. It was the first issue, and then it jumped to, like, Argentina for El Gaucho. Yeah. And then they did Man of Bats. And, like, those, depending the character, were pretty fun. Yeah, and you had like, and then you had the new one. You had Night Runner. I think he was in France as well. So you had some cool characters, and then New Fifty Two kind of botched the whole thing. So, so anywho, but I digress. Right? Anywho, I digress. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I loved all those different characters, and that, that was another aspect of the story I loved was getting a little. You don't get all their backstory, but you got enough to like. Again, Morrison was really good at building the world. I don't know if all of these villains exist. But it was really fun to hear about them, to kind of go, oh, so this is some people, you know, Wingman, he fought a guy called, you know, King Kraken. Like, that's cool. And, and it tells, and as Batman, he's solving a crime, and he's giving out clues, but he's also revealing a little bit of their story. And it's, it's it, it would have been a fun annual to have done, to explore these characters a little bit more, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. But especially El Gacho's, because he had a whole bunch of stuff going on that he was talking about. So, so I think what I didn't relate in, or related to them is almost as if, as they mentioned towards the beginning of like, oh yeah, when we were younger, it was seen as it was fun, and you know, it was almost like almost like they were doing it for the attention and because it's fun to play dress up when they are all trying to be their own Batman. But in Morrison's run a little bit too, and I think that expanded into like Morrison and Final Crisis and such like that is the idea of, okay, but everybody thinks that they can be Batman, but nobody can handle being Batman, like to honestly be Batman. So that's kind of the, oh, a trippy, trippy way for Morrison to ultimately pay the highest regard of like, okay, but Batman is the, he's the king. Like nobody can go through what he's gone through. Yeah. All you posers, you're all posers. Well, here's the thing. Some of them existed before, though, that they were saying, like, hey, they were either bored rich people or they were adventurers. And then Batman inspired them. And he kind of redirected, like, oh, hey, you know what? We can be like this guy. And so that's why the whole Club of Heroes was put together. And, you know, as the story goes on, I don't want to I don't want to we'll get to that to the end. But like uh, the hope was for Batman to to his it was he was going to validate this team of heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think he inspired some of them. Uh, but the end, the the goal of this entire club of heroes was to to emulate Batman, and I don't think it went that way. That's not you know that's what um, uh, Tom was it Tom Mayhew wanted, who was an eccentric man himself. You know that that's who invited them all to this island, right? Like, oh, he invited us to this island. We're going to do another meeting. Like, you know, Batman's just doing it out of curiosity. You know, Batman. You know, he already has an idea. There's something else going on, obviously. Like as you go on through the whole, you know, Black Glove Morrison story, but 
they go to the island more as a, this is the kickoff to this mystery Batman's already trying to investigate. You know, mm-hmm. but they, the club of heroes, they don't know. You know, they're all, oh, we're just going to hang out here. We're going to, we're going to have, <laughs> you know, some, some beef and everything. And so, <laughs> some beef. So, yeah. Cause so, the whole, remember, the, the whole kickoff of the story is the, the, that weekend, the black glove is going to, to settle the age old question, you know, once and for all is what is strongest, good or evil? And so, like, that's kind of the, that's that's kind of the play that's going you know for these three issues good or evil and and there's little parts where uh you know dr hurt we don't find out yet <laughs> but is like ah uh, a point for good a point for evil and so well let's talk about this then yes you are transitioning perfectly well yeah the, yeah so we got through the club of club of heroes they're meeting on an island the island of mr mayhew john mayhew so they're waiting to see this John Mayhew guy. Um, I think we kind of get a little hint from the very first page that maybe things aren't going to be nice when there's a dude with gloves and a knife and somebody's hanging upside down. Yeah, not well. But John Mayhew, who is the one that organized the the meeting of the heroes in the past and wanted to be – he wanted to be the main – I don't know. Professor X. I don't know what you want to say. Yeah, he wants he, to be the he, dude. He wanted to, exactly. They're very Maxwell Lord-ish as well, I thought. Like someone who's – like yeah. if you go to the 1987 Justice League International stuff, like, oh, a guy who's gathering the heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The benefactor. And we we slowly figure out that this is a high-profile like high movie producer. Uh, he had his fifth wife, he caught, having a, an affair with an actor in the Black Club movie, Mangrove Pierce. Yes. Uh, and then Mangrove was <laughs> Those names. I know Mangrove was wrongly convicted. I think is kind of how they hinted it, and I think because of Mayhew. So this kind of sets off. Right, so we're peeling that back, and then we see we get this little video intro of it looks like Mayhew's face is put is has been cut off and put on somebody else's, and now it starts the whole like uh oh it's a murder, murder you say. Murder, yes. And and then the old legionary who's given up. He's not shaken. He's not it's not gonna change who he is. He gets a plate full of food and heads off into a room to enjoy, but then gets stabbed by this this suspect. Uh twenty three times per you know. Hmm. Hmm. Which, Hmm. you know, like Batman calls it out right away. You know, he's like, that's how Caesar was stabbed. You know, and I'm like, Batman. oh, he knows. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I knew, I knew that Batman. You know, like <laughs> know your history, friends. Know your history. That's right. Uh, see comics; they teach you. They teach you about a lot of things. Batman will yeah. teach you about everything. That's right. But that kicks off like the whole, almost in a sense, the murder mystery of it all. So I guess, did you get anything more out of this other than just, oh, a guy he killed somebody and he's going to try and kill them all? Like, do you think Morrison's hinting at, does he have other layers to this? Or is this almost the most quote unquote basic of his run of, no, there's a guy here killed Mayhew and he's going to try and kill all the rest. Uh, are you just talking from this first issue or f- from the overall, like. You can go from all three issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I th- well, I think, you know, it's what Morrison is kicking off is this, is the mystery of the black glove. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it, this is going to go beyond this island, this is where it kicks off. So if you're putting a glove on, this is just you getting, you know, your fingers, you know, halfway in. 
so to speak, <laughs> right? The glove isn't fully isn't fully upon your hand yet. But so he's speaking. Okay. Like I was going to say, mystery. please expound. Don't just leave it at that. <laughs> just get your fingers halfway in. Yeah, he's got. Anyways, in. anyways, anyways. Ah, ah. Ah. Uh, so I think he's just getting getting you started with this because there uh, the mystery's there and it does become quite a it does become quite a quite a mystery as it goes on as you continue to read the Morrison books as we said but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think like it it does dangle you know some threads at the end but it wraps up pretty nicely for this part for Act One of of this mystery it does but um again that wasn't even the most important part to me I, again it was just Batman solving the crime. Mm-hmm. working working with these other heroes seeing how batman is methodical in even in the in the face of dealing with ego you know he's dealing with which which that's what helps him solve the crime like these people people slip up batman is so good and he even talks about like hey i trained this guy he's worthy you know as we mm-hmm. as he's talking about like wingman and stuff like that the guy who hates batman <laughs> you know <laughs> and so there's there's there's, it's just very interesting to see Batman do these kind of smaller stories. I, and I, in the in the scale of this gigantic story that was going on, that's what I think I loved about it was it was a very it was a pretty straightforward and simple story, you know, yeah. as far as Morrison stories goes. And I think that's what I really appreciate about it is I always think about like, oh, it's cool that Batman's on this weird island. Again, the James Bond Batman flying bat planes, mm-hmm. kissing ladies. Like I love that version of Batman too. Like I just think there's something cool about Batman. You know, this isn't Batman in outer space fighting Darkseid, which I love too. But this is Batman in his element, but like out of Gotham, still doing what he does. And I love when Batman can shine like that. I think it's such a it's just a great story. It's like a satisfying story in the Batman run because as you kind of go along, it's I think what I like too is. I think a crutch in some storytelling is the whole, oh, introducing somebody new. Well, we got to put a line in there or something to where they have to put down the hero so that we can elevate this new character. You know, it's almost like a equating to, oh, in prison, you got to go in and you got to knock out the the tough guy because then you're now you're the tough guy. It's almost like they do that in storytelling. I don't like it because it's a crutch. It's like earn your way to eventually get there. But they never they don't do that in this story at all with Batman. It's almost like, no, it's Batman's not flaunting around saying, you know, I'm the smartest. I'm the best. You guys are all jokes. You're pathetic or anything like that. But you just kind of see it. Oh, this incident happened. Oh, look at Batman's the one with the solution to move us to the next step toward, you know, solving the crime and then like rinse repeat in different ways throughout. So I think he's always kind of got the upper hand. Even if it takes him, you know, a little bit of investigating to figure out. He's never, I never really felt like he was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's, but it he's getting there it wasn't to solve bad. it. But, it wasn't yeah. like, no. oh, Batman. It, but it was just, it was one of those things that it was a proving ground for yeah. Batman. Not that I had to prove anything, but it was like, okay, this is why Batman is Batman amongst all these other guys. And I think that's why it worked. It wasn't like you're like, oh, Batman's going to come out of this unscathed. Because he really doesn't. It's just again, it's the domino. It's the first domino in in you know this storyline. But it was kind of cool to see him at his peak right here. Because as mm-hmm. the story goes on, he loses it. Well, let's uh, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Let's talk about let's talk about how this wraps up because it goes pretty interesting ways. Now, follow me here yeah. and see what I get wrong 
or have left out. Okay. So we're kind of teased at the beginning uh, that it's John Mayhew, but then, oh, somebody's wearing his face, which means somebody uh. killed John Mayhew. It continues on. Then there's one of, is it El Gaucho's enemies? El, Gaucho. El Sombrero? El Sombrero. He is wearing... He's a lunatic black. who designs and creates <laughs> fantastic artistic death traps for crooks who don't have the imagination to make their own. All right. So you've read this more than once. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he's got black gloves on. So then it's kind of like, oh, is this this black glove, black mm. glove guy that yeah. they're talking about? Oh, but he's with Cyril, mm-hmm. Squire. There we go. Let's go Squire, Squire. Robin, and Red Raven. Red he's got Raven. them in a classic James Bond uh, trap. I would and... say Batman 66 as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, think, yes, yes, yes. You know, there's piranhas. And, and, then they release, and then they release the wasps, and that elevates it to a little <laughs> more like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, she's like, how did they <laughs> – I love Squire's like, how do they know I don't like wasps? <laughs> it's a very specific, specific yeah exactly thing. weakness wasps yeah. uh and then batman and el gaucho are in a different part of the island and they stumble who are they with who are they with they're with the uh hold on i got this i got this the jetpack um dark ranger with, dark ranger there it is and dark ranger <laughs> but ah. Pull off the helmet, Scooby Doo it. It's the Wingman. It's the Wingman because remember we 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 missed. So first off, we get Legionnaire. He's been killed. Yes. And so and there's a bomb inside. <laughs> and remember uh, as they went off. Sorry, we totally missed this part. Uh, Knight has a bomb inside of him. And so mm-hmm. and so uh, the Man of Bats, who's also a doctor, we you know we learn he's trying to get it out of him. So there's that whole thing going on. And the Musketeers walking around by himself right now trying to to figure out what's going on and batman and the wingman aka <laughs> sorry i just spoiled that batman so batman and el gacho are walking around with night ranger they come across wingman wingman's dead dun 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 right dun, dun, dun. but that's when keep going say so we got to the yeah. scooby-doo Okay, sorry. Yeah, they do the the helmet reveal, and it's actually the wingman dressed up as the Dark Ranger, and yet the wingman's supposed to be dead. <gasps> what a twist! Yes. So then they fight him, take him down. Wait, but how does Batman know though? How does because Batman calls it out? Do you remember uh, how Batman? He's all he, it, somebody's right-handed. Left hand. So no, the so the Night Ranger's left-handed. Yes. And Batman calls that out. He said, you even tried, you know, you, you, you switched your rifle to your left hand. But then Batman, because as they're walking down that hallway or that staircase, Batman, you know, finds Robin's R on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I don't know. Did, I don't know if Robin left that as a clue or whatever, but he left. He's kind of it's on the ground there. And Batman throws it at our homeboy and he catches it with <laughs> his right hand. So that's it's, it's his natural reflex, and so that's where Batman's like, "Ha ha ha!" The tables have turned. Batman is so observant. The whole time. He's yeah. really observant. Like he pays attention. Are you right-handed or left-handed? That's like one of the first things he finds out about everybody: left-hander, right-hander, yeah. left-hander. And so he's, and so he says something to him there too. Because remember, like it, it's it's like a double meaning, and that's why I'm like, "Oh, Morrison, you're so freaking great, dude! You're such a good writer." Because remember, they're talking about, you know. Batman showing up and you can't hear his plane. That's the whole purpose of a bat plane. You can't hear it. Remember? Mm-hmm. Like they have mm-hmm. this like discussion and then wingman, he makes an off, an off like 
I hand comments. Oh, did, did you guys hear my plane? You know, it was almost like, am I as cool as <laughs> him? But here, Batman, he's calling him out. He's all, you were already here and your plane was a booby trapped fake. So it's like his plane was already there. They never heard him arrived because it was there. That was like, oh, dude, because because they're it, it was like him trying to put that put that idea out there. Like, well, did you guys hear my plane? You know, when I arrived. And so I felt like, dang, Morrison, you're, you you just planted this idea earlier where, you know, wingman's trying to let everybody know, well, I landed here, too. You didn't hear me land. And it's like that psychological like suggestion. Now everyone's like, well, no, I never heard him land either. He, he His bat plane works. You know, I don't know. Just kind of that idea of like he's been manipulating from the get go. Like, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I love that. I love those little strings you pick up and it, it makes me go. It's like those little fist pumps like, dang, you, you're such a good writer, even though you're crazy confusing at times. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, I love that. Well, then poor wingman, I guess. I don't know if we even say poor wingman, but he gets shot. Boom. In the head. They call it it's El Sombrero, who's taken off out of the skull-shaped cave. Yes. Cool. That's a 60s all over in that. And then Batman grabs that jetpack, because why wouldn't he grab a jetpack at this point? Takes off after him, gets in it, demasks yet again El Sombrero, and it's (gasps) John Mayhew. What? What? What is going on about what? So they crash Batman boards because the island's going to blow up. Yeah. So Batman's got to get the rest of the heroes, get them on, get them on another plane. His plane. No, his plane. Okay. And, and get going. Mayhew's still there, but then the real black glove is somehow speaking to him. It's almost like it's the voice, the voice of God just speaking over the island. You lost. And then boom. So, what we've got is like, I guess I think it all adds up, but then it's almost like the very first page in this three issue arc is misleading. Yeah. Is a total just like, yeah, we're just trying to mislead you so that it's a, it's a definitely a swerve. Yeah. So, which it's, and I know that that's totally, that's a big deal or not a big deal. And it's totally nerdy, but I just noticed that uh, I think that's where my confusion lay a little bit of like, well, wait, that was Mayhew upside down. Well, then whose face is that that's covered by somebody else? If it was Mayhew all along, I'm I'm a little confused on that, but also not going to really let it like let it hold me up from enjoying yeah. the story. As you can hear, my my dogs in the background a little bit. They're very upset by this revelation. But here we go. Here's my say, here's bring, a, it, bring it in. <laughs> let it voice its concerns. Okay. <laughs> so. Here, here is my here is my my way of dealing with that. So again, this is the beginning of the black glove kind of like being a an overall arching theme as this Batman story goes on. We've said that it's going to continue on. We're going to find out, you know, the you know the William Hurt and all this other stuff. That's not really a spoiler because this story is fourteen years old, right? Um, mm-hmm. But with John Mayhew having like ties to like movies and stuff, part of me is like, okay, well. Like that could just be a special effect mask and stuff he used for the making of this little like, you know, True. video he sent out to everybody. So, so I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't like ruin the story for me. I don't feel like it's a plot hole. I feel like it was an intentional swerve. And at the end you're like, Oh shoot, he's still alive. And so that's the, that's the big thing to me was like, Oh, he's still alive. The machinations that are going on behind the scenes are still there. And that's the thread that takes you into the rest of the other stories. So you still, that's why I think it's a satisfying ending, 
with just enough of a little wink that like, oh, there's going to be more of this. This isn't the end. And that's what I got. So it makes it okay for me. No, it didn't. It, it didn't bother me. I think it was just like in this reading. I don't know the last time that I read this this arc, but this time around was something on that first page. Maybe like, wait, doesn't this end up almost not even contradictory? But hmm. But it, yeah, it doesn't bother me because the story overall, as we've kind of said in these uh, last forty five minutes, it works. As you revealed oh, yeah. in your first thirty second opening, you <laughs> like the story. So. I love this story. Yeah. So good. Before we get to favorite parts, which we'll act like you didn't say it, do, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you kind of have anything else that you want to highlight? No, I think that's it. I, I, I really feel like this is kind of the, the, the little hidden gem in the entire Morrison run. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's what this book is. It, it's a nice setup to Batman Incorporated. And there's some fun classic Batman crime solving going on here. And Batman and Robin together. So. Yeah, it's. I think everything else around it can kind of blend, whereas this is the part that pops out. Yeah. It fits in because it has strings that it connects to before and after, but otherwise it is kind of a – it, it definitely just stands out amongst the few issues before and after. So uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty okay story. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Let me ask you – do you yes. have a favorite part of the Club of Heroes? Uh, yeah, I feel like most of issue uh, six sixty eight is has a lot of my favorite parts. Just of the okay, the mystery is deepened. You get again. I I love the flashback page where it's mm-hmm. you know Squire like you know seeing the altercation between the other Club of Heroes members. I I, I like I don't know. I just like history when it is used to inform the future. Mm-hmm. I really like that aspect. I like that's what Morrison did. I know he got really weird with it, but I think this is a, an example of him doing it in a good way um, that didn't like put everybody off. Um, again, it was the it was not the acid trip version of it, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I really, I really, really like that, and I, I, I like Batman working with other heroes. Um, and what he doesn't do, he never he. There's times where Batman can be cocky, but he really tries to elevate all of these guys. You know, especially when Robin, again, Robin like makes fun of him and he's, he tries to say, Hey, no, these guys are all, um, they all have, you know, merit and, you know, they're crime fighters. Like Batman sees that as honorable, like, Hey, you're a crime fighter. Like they're, they're doing something to better their community. And I think he respects that, even though he knows, dude, he's, he's the, he's the top dog there or the top Mm -hmm. bat as you would. He, Ah. Hey, but he, <laughs> he definitely respects them, yeah. even though like, cause the, the big issue was T- Mayhew was pissed at Batman because Batman didn't validate his group. Batman would, would not show up because I think Batman was like, this isn't about these heroes. This is about you wanting to control a potentially. And he said this in the book, a potentially like almost like uh, it would rival the justice league in, in terms of like, you know, power and, and influence. And he, Batman knew by attending these meetings, it would validate Mayhew's power over this group. And so that's why Batman took himself out. And so I love that. And that, that actually elevates the other characters, I think, as well. Like he, Batman kept Mayhew's thumb off of these characters. So they were able to independently <laughs> – sorry, I'm digging deep. I'm putting my own good. threads together. But Batman's putting – is giving these characters the ability to, like, govern their own cities, you know, through crime fighting without the mm-hmm. influence of Mayhew. And so – 
it, which is why Mayhew, you know, was signing up for the black glove. He was easy, easy to manipulate in that first strike. And so I think that all of that type of stuff, it just, again, it's, I think it really elevated the best parts of Batman, the crime fighter, the detective, the partner, you know, the guy who's looking forward and backwards. And I think I love when, you know, that's written well and, and done in a way like this. So I think mine would be in 668 when he goes into that media room where Legionnaire, Legionnaire E, I see, was was killed. It's just, it's Detective Batman. Mm-hmm. And for those couple pages and then the next one when he's back in the, pops up behind uh, the wingman, I think behind him, and he's like, if I was, you'd be dead. And yeah. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. I, classic Batman. Am I right? So like those couple pages I just like because it is just like totally Detective Batman. And like you said, he's, I don't think he's, def, he's definitely not like arrogant and cocky and throwing his weight around or anything. He chooses his words wisely so that when he speaks, they hold weight. I guess that, that's very Batman to me. I really like yeah. that aspect. He's not chumming it up. I'm just like, well, actually, you know, my, my plane only cost me $1.3 million. It's like, he doesn't <laughs> speak at all. He just lets his actions speak for him. And then he'll pop in of like, Hey, and he did a creative way to word it in very few words of like, Hey, know your place. But also, yeah, I mean, just the question he says to Robin, when we arrived, I told you, I wanted to know what eccentric men who have everything do, who have everything do when they get bored. And he's talking about Mayhew. And that's like, I don't know. It, we are almost like Robin and uh squire here. Cause yeah. Robin says, so you didn't mean those guys, the League of Losers, the Batman impersonators of all nations? And then he's like, I meant him, Mayhew. It's almost like it's a, we weren't exactly us as readers at that point. It's like, well, we're, yeah, of course, we were Tim there. We were thinking, oh, yeah. the Club of Heroes that we were just introduced to because exactly. we just accepted that Mayhew was killed. And Batman's like, no, I don't accept that. And so I just think that's like a good, oh, that's Batman. of like, oh, a whole new angle we weren't even thinking. And once he said that, then we as readers are like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, you know oh, what? Yeah. This Mayhew guy, let's talk. Mar, 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 mar. You know? Yeah. Yeah, obviously Batman doesn't put himself in that category, but that's what we're thinking <laughs> in the beginning of the story. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no way does Batman see himself as an eccentric, you know, bored millionaire or billionaire, right? Like, <laughs> he's like, no, it's, it's, it's the others. I, I, get, I also got the feeling that a lot of the dialogue was Adam West-ish. Um, not, and not in a corny way, but like, Again, I think Morrison leans into uh, eras, and uh, you know a lot of this stuff was based in the fifties, and the, you know the Batman show was in the sixties. And um, there's just this like delivery. I, I like again, like you're ta- you're talking about that scene where they walk into the computer room and Batman. You know that's he honors even though <laughs> Legionary was out of shape and everything. He's just like he left us a clue. Mm-hmm. He was a crime fighter to the end, you know, the way, the way he, the way it said it, it, like, that's a very Adam West way of saying a Batman thing. He was a crime fighter to the end, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that I could just, I could, oh. I could hear the cadence. <laughs> I like it. Well done. Let, let's jump to a favorite panel. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So mine is in, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the graphic novel, I, I know it's 668, but it would be page 44. And it's just the, it's a two-page spread, actually. And here's why I love it. 
Sorry. I, I, I know I've been going kind of deep and wordy on all my explanations. No, it's good. Good, good, but, good. But, uh, but like, it's the, it's the page where, um, Batman's all Robin go. And it's just like a black and white image. If the panel structure is a bat shape and it's, it's ah. red, you know what I'm saying? And yes. in the middle, in the middle of it is a, like the black glove punching through. And mm-hmm. here's why I love it. I, a, I love just the, the, the structure of it. You know, it's, it's got Robin and, and it's got Squire, you know, running away from the, the booby trapped costumes, you know, and, but it also, to me, it symbolizes, ah, this is the first strike against Batman from the black glove. Cause it's like this black gloved arm punching in the mm-hmm. middle of this big red bat panel structure. And so I don't know if that's intentional, but that's what I picked up. I'm like, Oh man, like, Again, J.H. Williams and Morrison were like, I'm, I imagine Morrison was like, oh, and in the middle of this book, like, here's what, I'd love there to be a structure. That's sorry. That's my bad. <laughs> Grant Morrison. He's like, oh, you know, a hand just striking. <laughs> <laughs> Morrison went Australian there a little bit, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, try- I'm trying to do my Grant Morrison impression. Oh, striking. 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 Yes. I don't know. Whatever. All right. So I was a little <laughs> conflicted. Because okay. I too wanted to say that one, because oh, I just love I, oh, I love oh, the layout, I love the layout. But for the sake of let's be different, let's uh, let's jump to actually six six seven, and a very simple but I love it is Batman basically when he comes in through the door to all the Batman wannabes and says, "Gentlemen, shall we find out? Shall we find out while we?" why we are here. If I can talk, there we go. And he's painted and it's black and white. And he just, he just looks great. It's almost like I, and then they've got like the heroes in the six, the six panels, like on the lower half. Yeah. So it's cool to get their reactions, especially El Gaucho. Cause he's kind of like, almost like, Oh, it's the Batman. It's where I could almost (laughs) take it. I could, I could almost take it without those panels and just like Batman's image itself. But yeah. I mean, it it works too. I just love that painted, that painted Batman look, and then in the in the black yeah. and white. So uh, I would first choose what you chose, but for the sake of being different, I'll say I'll say that one. Love it. Do you think that this could be this could be an animated movie? Okay, so <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I feel like it could. But what I would love for it to be is a Batman Brave and the Bold anime. <laughs> I want it to be, I want to see the club of heroes there. You know, I want to see uh-huh. that. And so I could just I... see like, I can, I can hear, I can hear Diedrich Bader's Batman going, Oh, but El Gacho is a much respected, you know, Batman, you know, I, I, I can see, I can hear that. Oh, and I think you. it would be so fun. Um, I wish that there was a venue for this to be delivered because I, I actually feel like that would be one of my favorite cartoons of all time. <laughs> Admittedly so, I have not seen every episode of Brave and the Bold. Oh my goodness. Shame on me. Louder, we're going to have to do a special a special animated episode of the Batman Book Club. It's time to start a new podcast, <laughs> Batman Animated. But apparently, Season 2, Episode 23, The Knights of Tomorrow, has a cameo of the Bat Dudes. Yeah. And yeah. so I need to hunt that down and look at it. But yeah, I kind of see, for just a three-issue arc... I don't know how you could do an hour 10 movie on it. Granted, it would be something. I don't know. This goes, this is a little mature. Like it's got the fun route, but then it also goes yeah. a little more mature to where it could definitely fit, fit the DC animated movies as its own standalone yeah. something. 
But yeah, I think I'm kind of with you on, oh, they wouldn't really have to cut a thing to make this a Brave and the Bold something. No, and they, maybe I instead of just, the murder, it's just like kidnapping the people and yes, holding them down in a cellar or something like that. But exactly. I think the Brave and the Bold would be a good a good route if they wanted to ex- extend this story. I don't yeah, know. I think it would fit. I would. Th- it would fit the 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 silliness of the the Batman mm-hmm. of other nations. So yeah, that's where I would go. If nothing else, just to hear Diedrich Bader say El Gaucho. <laughs> yes, <laughs> El Gaucho, El Sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know. That there's a down. man for these stories. Like everyone wants, everyone wants like Hush and Dark Victory. What about? Don't you the dare crap on the Long Halloween. No, I want not, the long no, Halloween, not, damn it. I'm not. I'm just saying that like this this story, no one's clamoring for the animated version of this, but maybe maybe they should. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up James Tucker. If he's listening, he should be. Hey brother, Come on, James. I'll talk to you one time. Come on the show, let's talk about it. However, they are they are uh they went out on a limb with Batman Ninja. They did do a Scooby Doo and the Brave and the Bold. They, yes, are, they did. What's I I uh, shame on me. I keep forgetting the title of the first animated movie coming out next year. That's the seventies throwback. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's true. That is. So they, I feel like they are starting to experiment outside of it, which of course I want, I want the long Halloween I want it in two parts and I'm getting that. I'm very excited. They can keep that going, but it seems like they're teetering a little on stepping outside of that. And I'm really curious because I have, if it's available, I have no idea how those things sell. Yeah, that's, if they're successful or not. Cause you so can't, if you're not making money, you can't do it. Like, yeah. So here, here's what this, not a, not a, this isn't, I don't want it to sound like platforming, but I did interview a lot of the guys from the <laughs> Batman brave and the bold stuff when they did the Scooby-Doo thing. Uh-huh. And what they said is, They'll make these if people buy them. So if everyone bought Batman meets Scooby-Doo, then we'll make another Batman Brave and the Bold movie. Like they, everyone loved working on it. Everyone loves the characters. You know, Diedrich Bader's like, this is my favorite part I've ever done. Like yeah. anytime they need me, you know, call me. And it, and it wasn't like a, a Hollywood like PR thing. It was like, I genuinely love this. Like, cause, cause I wasn't recording when we talked about that. He's like, yeah, he's, I love Like, like we were just two guys talking about Batman. Right. And so, I think if people were snatching those those movies up, yeah, anything's possible. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, now now all we have to do is start a hashtag movement, and they'll make it. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, release the Club of Heroes. If we do that, yeah. they'll they'll definitely. Ooh, put this, this I like that. Hashtag out. release the Club of release Heroes. The Club of Heroes. Also, while you did interview those people, you did get a certain somebody to say outrageous, outrageous. Yes, <laughs> you, that was you. You did that. So all that was my roundabout way of saying, like, it's totally possible they could do a standalone something and just instead of tying it up to tease the black glove and things to come, like, you just, you get the killer at the end. Then it's a, it's a contained movie, standalone, nobody needs to read (laughs) things to get on it, like, just anybody can watch it and be caught up from the get-go. I'm just laughing because you could bring Scooby Doo. <laughs> it is a Scooby Doo ending. Oh like, my god! He's like, hey, Scooby. Like, Scooby could just be there w- walking with, like, it just could be Shaggy hanging out with Squire, you know, and Robin, or maybe Robin's <laughs> not in it. Maybe it's Squire and Scooby Doo and Shaggy. Like, you can cut Robin mm. from it. Like, mm, I like as this. much as I love Tim Drake Robin, it can just be like, you know, the mystery James game's there. Tucker, we have your Scooby Doo Batman Brave the, the Bold follow one. up. 
Oh God! We just we talked it out. I, right I, the, it, so, it, it works. It works. He's like, oh, zoinks, man. He's like, hold on, Shaggy. Get down, Shaggy. Now. He's like, the very the very last credit on that movie is and a very special thank to the Batman Book Club. <laughs> yes. Featuring Justin Kowalski. And Ryan Lauer. And Ryan Lauer. Ah, I like this. I'm gonna start oh, hashtag as soon as we're done here. This is the this episode's going on so long now. <laughs> That's yeah. All. We're an hour That's in. Right. Let's talk two more about this. Let's let's write out this whole uh <laughs> proposal to WB. Uh any final things that you would like to say about the Club of Heroes story arc. <laughs> I feel like I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think just everyone, I think it'd be fun. You can get it on the DC app. You don't have to buy the, the graphic novel, I, but I think DC would love for you to do that. You can get it on Amazon or go to your local comic book store. But for these, just these specific three issues, uh, 667 and 669, they're on the DC Universe app. Check them out. But I actually do highly recommend the entire Grant Morrison run. It's weird, but I think it's it's worth it. I think it's a good run. and um. I, I I particularly enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it stands go. out in a what do you want to say in a very wavy run from Morrison. It stands out as definitely one of the the best parts of it. I think it's it's self contained, but also if you want some more, uh, just I mean tr- track down the Batman Incorporated issues yeah. where you get a little bit more. Track down the old yeah. original issue where it gives you a little bit more, and so. It pays respect to Batman and some of these other characters. And Williams's art is pretty phenomenal in spots. And at worst, it's pretty good. So that also helps the story really stand out. And I just think, yeah, for a, a quick, I mean, it's to read all three issues and take your time. There's like a little over an hour, maybe to really drink it all in. It's, it's a quick, it can be a quick read if you want it to be, or just yeah. soak it in and really deep dive. Like Justin did. <laughs> <laughs> start, start really thinking, deep. Like, dive. About this? Just get a cup of coffee and you'll like, wait. Yeah. I, think I mean, reading anything, reading anything Morrison will make you uh, get that way. Anyway. Nice. So awesome. Yeah. That is the club of heroes. So Justin Kowalski, thank you for joining me. Why don't you uh, plug me. some things? Fine. I will plug myself. <laughs> Fine. I had, a, I had a great idea and, <laughs> and James Tucker took it. No, uh, you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Raka. Uh, you can follow like the podcast and this is the website at let's go podcast.com where we have let's go podcast and let's go comic show. But um, really just want to like showcase uh, all the guys that are like writing for the site with comic reviews and TV reviews and, like just a whole bunch of fun movie reviews. Even though there's not a lot of movies coming out, we got like the Knicks over from the Vigilante 39 podcast. They write with me too. And so mm-hmm. we just got a lot of great guys, Emmett and, and Chris, John. So <laughs> sorry, I was like, there's all these people. I just don't want to leave them out because I really <laughs> appreciate the work they do. And I think uh, if you love all this nerdy stuff, head over to the website and, you know, read their reviews, read their thoughts. Um, but uh, yeah, just follow anything that's going on. Let's go. I think we're doing some fun stuff. So I got to blame Ryan Haas. You heard of him? Stinking Ryan Haas. Yeah. So back with episode 17 was the first time I forgot to host my own show, How To. (laughs) And I forgot things. And almost ever since, I've forgotten something every single time. And it's no different today because I Uh asked you way back in episode five, Thrill Killer, Pete Vera's favorite, what your favorite (laughs) Batman story was, and you answered. Yeah. So you come back on again. I like to ask, since we already know that. 
have you been reading anything else, Batman, outside of what we're covering today? Yeah, I'm 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 sticking with the current like run. I'm not loving Three Jokers at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of dismal to me. Um, uh, but we talked about that on the last episode I was on a little bit. With we did listener questions. Um, but I am reading Three Jokers, which I flip and love. Oh my gosh, that book is incredible, and I love it. And it's you know I think Jeff Johns is doing a, a little bit of Morrisony things in there where he's like bringing back old things and giving it a couple more wrinkles. So I'm I'm loving that book. Uh, and Jason Fabak, his art is beautiful. Do you hear Goodness. this? What is that? Yes. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, very sly cool. dog. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I think I'm very conflicted on Joker War because in that Q&A episode with you and Garrett, I think I sounded like middle of the road. And then with the my gates of gotham episode i was like i had positive things to say about joker war so i think i'm kind of like huh. a little back and forth on it. it's um it's got my attention uh for yeah. sure but sometimes i don't like aspects and other times i'm like oh i really like that that's cool so i mean we'll see how it wraps up and that'll be the that'll be the main thing and then three jokers i don't care how that wraps up i don't think so last that book very bad <laughs> i know i love three jokers there we go issue one beginning to end i one sitting read it and then i reread it in one sitting as well and i loved that that first issue and i don't know if a first issue of something the last time that something really like for me i was just like oh yeah fist pumping kicking down doors was probably white knight and then before that might have been court of owls no i think court of owls was it took a couple issues to be that way i liked it but then it's kind of like, then I start to get very like, I don't know what books like from the get-go outside of White Knight and Three Jokers in recent memory have like had the effect of like, holy shit, this is awesome. Are you just talking about Batman or in, in comics I think in general? Batman, because I'm not going to lie, most of the comics I read are Batman just because, especially now with the show and stuff. Gotcha. Um, and life. That's true. So, I don't know. I was going yeah. to say, you should check out Strange Adventures. because. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh crap. I read the first issue of that one and I really liked it. And then I just fell behind and I haven't gotten back oh. to it. So I'm almost like, you know what? Maybe I'll wait and just blind buy when the, the trade comes out. Cause I, I mean, would, I, re- I would I really actually like recommend that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it, but, but yeah, it's like a Batman me- show. This is a Batman show, but Tom Batman's King, man, that's how it's connected. Batman's in Tom it. Tom King. I'll just tell you that. And okay. the Batman in Strange Adventures, uh, even though he's not in a whole lot, I love like, what I said on the Let's Go Comic Show, plug, 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 uh, <laughs> is the the couple panels and pages that Batman was in uh, one of the recent issues of Strange Adventures was better than, enti- than the entirety of Joker War that's been out. Wow. Woo. Yeah, I was like, there's Batman right there. Yeah, good sell. So there you go. Okay. There I go. Well, like I said at the top of the show, I will reiterate, follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter, at the Batman BC, because like I said about Three Jokers, I loved it. There's going to be some more Three Jokers giveaways coming up, so oh pay God. attention to that. I know it. Follow me I'm on Twitter. At, yeah. You can help spread the word. That's true. And the word is panic. Anyways, follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer, spelled like lower. And lastly, please, if you would ever be so kind, just a quick rate and review on Apple Podcasts because that helps spread the word of this show. So thanks again to Justin Kowalski. He's a gotta go. I'm Ryan Lauer. I'm a, you know what? I'm a gotta go. Maybe. You're a gotta go. I'm a gotta go. Thanks, Justin. 
And until next time, read more Batman comics. Batman comics.